Hello, I'm Asli Mashiri. Welcome to the program. We start in the Middle East, where a member of Israel's war cabinet has given Hamas a deadline to release all the hostages, or the military will launch its offensive in Rafah. Benny Gantz said that unless they were freed by the start of Ramadan, that's on the 10th of March, troops would move into the city. Now, Rafah is currently overcrowded, with at least 1.4 million Palestinians sheltering there. Speaking on Sunday, Mr. Gantz, who is a former defense minister and a current member of Israel's war cabinet, he said the world must know and Hamas leaders must know if by Ramadan our hostages are not home, the fighting will continue everywhere to include the Rafah area. Well, earlier, the UN Public Health Agency said a key Gaza hospital has ceased to function following an Israeli raid. The World Health Organization said it hadn't been allowed to enter Nasser Hospital in Khan Yunis, north of Rafah, to assess the situation. The Israel Defense Forces entered the complex on Thursday, saying intelligence indicated that hostages taken by Hamas were being held there. They released these pictures, which they claim show weapons found in cars surrounding the hospital. Now, with exactly three weeks to go before the start of Ramadan, reports from Rafa say that a few people are leaving, but that most are still waiting, simply unsure what to do. These pictures are from eastern Rafa. People have been inspecting the damage following a strike. They say the place was struck. Based on what the residents say, there were 23 people inside. They managed to rescue some. The rest are still under the rubble. There's no safe place in the Gaza Strip. They even hit the UN schools and residential areas. They tell people to evacuate to safe designated zones that are not safe. There's no safe place. With more on this, let's speak to our correspondent, Jenny Hill. Jenny, thanks so much for joining us. What more do we know about the offensive right now? Well, it's the first time that we've had any sense of timescale or deadline. Um, if Israel is, is serious about um, its warning um, and presuming that negotiations to broker a temporary ceasefire and the release of those Israeli hostages continue to founder as they have done uh, in recent days and weeks. Um, then we know that Israel has three weeks to, in effect, uh, make good on its promise to get civilians in Rafah out of harm's way before that ground offensive begins. Now, Israel has not published any kind of detailed plan as to how it intends to make sure that those displaced civilians can be moved to safety. There are very limited options for them. You mentioned that some people have been trying to leave. We've seen convoys in recent days trying to get out of Rafa. Um, there aren't many places for people to go. Um, some could head north or west to areas of open ground where there are no facilities, um, no access to any kind of infrastructure. Um, there is talk that some people might try to get across the border into Egypt. Rafa City, of course, is the most southern point of Gaza. People are living in makeshift tents right up against the, the border wall there. In recent days, there have been reports that Egypt looks to be building some kind of walled enclosure on its side of the border, which some believe might be a kind of facility for taking in refugees. But that's been publicly denied by the Egyptian authorities, who say that they are not making any such preparations. Um, so there's mounting international concerns 
concern about the safety of the people who've been displaced several times over in most cases and are now living down on Gaza's southernmost tip. Um, that pressure coming most notably from Israel's closest ally, the US. And it's interesting to note that ben Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli prime minister, who of course says he has to go into Rafah because he believes that there are battalions of Hamas fighters holed up there, um, over the weekend has repeatedly insisted that he intends to, as he puts it, finish the job, um, making those comments again last night at an assembled um, audience of Jewish American leaders. You know, he is really defying U.S. calls to rethink his strategy in Rafah. And Jan Jenny, we've obviously talked about uh, this threat from Israel, but what do we know about any progress when it comes to diplomatic negotiations? Well, in terms of the talks um, aimed at brokering a ceasefire and the release of Israeli hostages, um, the signs really aren't good at all. The Qataris um, who've been leading those negotiations have admitted themselves that um, prospects don't look good at all. Um, both Hamas and Israel completely reject one another's demands. Um, Benjamin Netanyahu again over the weekend has repeated what he said previously. He considers Hamas's demands to be completely delusional, so not much really looking good there at all. Um, and actually, if you look sort of to the wider context as well, um, over the weekend, Benjamin Netanyahu's war cabinet has completely rejected the idea of what they describe as the unilateral creation of a, a Palestinian state. That's something that Western allies were, were starting to talk about as a potential longer term um, settlement whereby Saudi would normalize its relations with Israel. Um, there would be at least a pathway to the creation of a Palestinian state. These were things which were being talked about, particularly by the US administration. That is something which appears to have really enraged Benjamin Netanyahu, and he has completely closed the door on that for, for the time being. So in terms of the mood music, it, it really doesn't look good at all, and very few positive signs. And that means that, you know, for those million and a half um, displaced civilians stuck in Rafah, the mood is, is one of great fear right now. All right. Jenny, thank you so much for that update.